I'm so glad to see that you're feeling better. You had a very close call. But you're gonna be all right. Now, just lie still. I'm gonna give you something. It's gonna make you feel even better. Obviously not at work. I mean, it's like, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. Hell. I'm in a motel hell. And I can't get out, but daddy, I don't want to leave. Welcome to the Bearded Dicks. Musical. Fun time. Oh, fuck. I'm the dick. I'm the dicko. I'm the beard. You're the dick. <laughs> yeah, and it's time to watch John Wick. Oh, I... I Impressions, I seasons, finales. You tell me about the sports ball. I'll tell you about the wicks. Yeah. So, I'm topless, and Dick Fetty is currently bottomless, so together we make either one clothed man or one naked man. Yeah. His... Chair is soaked through. Yeah, it looks like a Rorschach, but it's butt sweat. Yeah, so. it's real stinky. Yeah. What are we covering today? Who's we, going first? We, what are we doing? We we're gonna. I mean, I have a I have disco box recommendations. And what do you have? Boost buy or bad buy? I have one and a half best buys. Do the one and a half. Do it. Go for it. Okay. So, one of which, I'm. Going to give a first impression of, but okay. the price is right. I'm not that far into it yet. Is it bloodstained? No. Okay. It is Yakuza Kiwami. Ah. I got it for like 13 fucking dollars used from GameStop, which is a pretty good fucking deal for a, for a game, game. Yeah, that I'm loving so far. I'm sure you guys are hot off the heels of our Yakuza film episode. Wow. It's been a week, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. Uh, which hopefully is titled This Week in Weeb News, but that's no, up for debate. That's racist. What? Yeah, weebs are people too. We're people, we're weebs. Oh. Anyway, but yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Yakuza. So, it's a remake of the original one. Mm. And there is just so much melodrama bullshit. There's huge cutscenes that the first time you watch them you can't skip, but it's written so well that I don't care. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're into a fist fight. And then it's like another cutscene, and then boom, you're fist fighting. Yeah, it's crime soap opera. Yeah. And there's like all these fun little mini games. But like I said, I don't want to go into a full review of it. But if you've been thinking about checking out the Yakuza games, it is current gen system compatible outside of the Nintendo Switch and you can get it from GameStop for like 13 fucking dollars if you have a pro membership if not I think it's like 15 yeah which and the is first the first two I think are on Steam and the third one's just about to come out yeah so they're going to actually they're they did remakes of 1 and 2 which were Kiwami and then they're doing remasters of 3 4 and 5 which are all getting physical releases in February. Three, I think, is out for digital. Four is coming out, and then five is also going to be eventually coming out. I just know that they're all coming out with physical releases because I'm going to buy them nice. physically. 
fuck. Basically. Anyway, the thing that I'm going to do a full review for, because I'm almost done it currently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure we haven't covered this, uh, is Cuphead. I was so tickled pink to find out that they were doing a release for Switch. Thank you, Microsoft, for giving me all the games I couldn't get on my PlayStation 4, mm. which is usually just indie games that they bought the companies for. Yeah. I don't care about Halo. Right. At all. Sure. Whatsoever. Or Quantum Break. I heard that game sucked. Anyway. So, the game itself is absolutely gorgeous. It's all hand-drawn sprites, and then they were digitally colored. All of the music is very, like, old-school big bandy. Well, it's, more, it's more jazz, right? Isn't it like jazz club I music? I guess. I don't yeah. know anything about jazz, man. That's true. Fair. Fair point. But it is brutally hard. Yeah. Now, I did try to play it a while ago when it got released on Steam on PC with a mutual friend of ours, and we did not do so well. We did not get past the second aisle. This time around, I was playing with a different friend on the Switch, and... We've been fucking crushing it. We beat, like, most of the first aisle in maybe an hour. And if you don't know anything about the game, it's broken up into, like, technically two sections. One of the sections has, like, is also kind of broken up, but it's pretty much just boss battles. It's so, a shoot 'em up Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a shoot 'em up It's totally a shoot 'em up it's But it's different. also, like, an... it's an, I'd, I'd say it's more like an action platformer. Okay. Yeah. Um... Oh, not quite in the vein of like Super Meat Boy and Celeste, but the platforming is huge in it. Sure. Yeah, it's it's basically Contra with hand drawn animation, but also sweet plane sections that are like top tier shoot 'em up. Yeah. If you like incredibly challenging games like Dodonpachi or Kaizo Mario or any of those types of things, then like you've already been playing this because it's what two years old now. Yeah. But it's if you haven't, if you said fuck all that hype, I'm not trying it out, dude. Play that shit. Like I'm normally weeb shmup oriented, but this game is so good and so fun and so like just fully done on like everything is Cuphead about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's got that very classic animation style which we don't have anymore. Yeah, it's like 1920s if it was actually good and not racist. Yes. Yes, very very much so. So, like the dick had mentioned, there are the main boss battles, which is usually platforming. You have a gun, sort of, which you can choose, like, different shots for, eventually. And you can switch between two of them. You have a charm, which is essentially a power-up. And then you also have a super. So, you can play one player, you can play two player... But two-player makes it exponentially harder in the fact that the bosses take a lot more damage. Mm. And a lot of the game is really comes down to inflicting the most damage in a small amount of time. Because there are ways where you can cancel out whole sections of a boss fight. Yeah. Which we actually almost did today, because I played some of it today as well. But there's the you know main boss battles, then there's the plain ones, which are shmups to a take. Almost bullet helly. And then there are running guns, which are also... You'd think, you'd be like, oh, the running gun's not going to be that bad. Is some of them are harder than some of the fucking bosses. Yeah. And the boss design is incredible. 
they're done so well and just so thought out, especially in the way that their stages play towards their strengths. But, I mean, they're designed to be like that. The soundtrack is so much fun, and I've been absolutely loving it. It was one of those games that I was so looking forward to, and since I don't have a PC, I was like, I'm probably never going to be able to play this because I'm not going to buy a fucking Xbox for one game because most of the stuff on Xbox I do not give a shit about, and I'm not wanting to spend that kind of money on a system I'm rarely going to use. Right. But I got it for like 20 bucks on Switch, and it's super worth it. It's super satisfying to defeat bosses, but it is very hard. So don't go into it thinking, like, at any point you're going to beat any stage or any boss first time around. We were playing today, and we got to the... We're on the last aisle now. We've already taken out two of the bosses there, and then we got two plane levels to do. So one of them is this pirate guy who's on a ship, and you have to, like, actually, like, jump to actually hit him with your gun because he's on top of the ship. And we're playing, and all of a sudden... He makes this whistle call, and we're like, what's about to happen? We don't know. And all of a sudden, boom, Shark comes out of left screen and kills both of us at the same fucking time. And I was like, there's no way I could have predicted that. Yeah. I, you, it's one of those things that you're going to die a bunch of times. Practice and you, makes perfect. Yeah, and you have to play again and again. I feel like as far as a lot of the quote-unquote harder games I play nowadays, it's a lot easier to get into the groove, and it's a lot easier to lose it and then gain it back again. Yeah. But it's endlessly rewarding. You can get it on everything except PlayStation. So definitely go out and buy it. Yeah. I fucking love the game. I'm very near to the end. And I am doing a playthrough by myself. But honestly, doing a playthrough with a friend is so much more fun. There's one thing that I've always missed for a large chunk of my gaming career, which was co-op couch gaming. Yeah. In the old 16-bit era of that. Yeah, just that stuff in general. And I'm a huge proponent for pretty much most of the games that I've fallen in love with within the last couple years have been mainly indie titles outside of big Nintendo shit, honestly. Like, you know, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and Mario Odyssey were fucking... You were really hot for Spider-Man... Yeah, but Spider-Man didn't stick with me. Yeah. It was tons of fun, but it wasn't something that I look back on as like... A life-changing experience. This is a beautifully full game. Yeah. The game is intensely fun, and I will probably play it again eventually, but it's mainly... Probably mainly because it's Spider-Man, and I know so much about Spider-Man already that didn't hit home as much as some of the other stuff, but they already have useful assets. Yeah. Like, Cuphead was built from the ground up. Right. Which is why it took them ages to make. Yeah. And you get so much information from just seeing the bosses and the little bit of dialogue that's in the game. And even stuff like Hollow Knight, which is probably one of my favorite games I've ever played. Definitely the last, my favorite game that I've played within the last few years. There's so much there, and it's just built by this small team and it's not based on anything else other than Metroidvanias. But yeah, definitely go out and pick up this game. It is in fucking incredible. 
Nice. Well, that's a Best Buy. I can wholeheartedly agree with. Although I will say, shamefully, as a person who really enjoys shoot 'em ups and the like, I still don't own it. I've only ever played it at your house. But it is a great couch gaming game because people like watching it and it's a lot of fun to play. And even though it's harder, especially because it's just like visually trying to manage everything that's happening with an extra person is tough, it's still really fun. Yeah, even our significant others who don't game and don't really have any interest in gaming or really even watching us game have both said it was a lot of fun watching us and our other friends play it. Big if true. Big if true. You ready, Yanni Bear? You ready to open that up? I'm trying, dude. I'm trying to get some energy up, but I'm like crashing fast, so this will be a shorter one. Want me to slap you? Yeah. Oh, right on my hurdy tooth. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, let me get the other side to even it out. There you go. Thank you. That was better. All right, let's open that disco docs. Squeak! All right. So, I will say that in the past year, I've probably been listening to a lot more harsh noise than I had been in the hmm, six or seven years prior. When I really hit like harsh noise hard in 2006 and seven and Paralectronics and all that, I used to listen to a lot more harsh noise with my Paralectronics. And then for years... It was mostly just power electronics and like industrial and stuff with more structure and whatever. And you goddamn this, elitist. No, not it's just I'm you just know. Jo- I'm joking. Joking. Okay. Don't get. It's okay. I'm sorry. Please continue. It's you know it just it's it even though the sounds are often similar it like satisfies a different need uh, than listening to harsh noise and lately the need has been harsh noise and. Um, <laughs> When I was living in Japan, I bought Masana's, a compilation album of Masana, who is one of the legends of Japanese noise called Naskol in Ana, which was released on Alchemy in 1994. And it features full, well, it's got one full tape and then chunks of other tapes and then unreleased alternative versions of either like little excerpts from tapes or fuller bigger tracks it's a weird mixture of like two minute and under songs and then 20 minute tape sides all put together but even though it ranges several years and everything else it works really well as a compilation to be like a full album that has its own new sort of artistic flow even though it's cobbled together from like all different bits yeah and admittedly it took me years to really get into it because I bought it not knowing that it was a comp and then I have mixed feelings with comps especially discography like mixing ones like this so I didn't really ever give it a lot of listens but it's one of those that on the forums and elsewhere like it's often referenced as one of the best Masona works even though it's a comp so I've been you know giving it more time but I have rips of his other albums all of which I really love and Frequency LSD which is a lot tamer and maybe less interesting in some ways still remains my favorite because it features a lot of these like psychedelic chimey scents that really hit home for me. And anyway, I got this comp when I saw him live at noise mayday in 2009. I was telling Ben, he played for like a minute and 30 seconds tops. (laughs) He was the headliner of the night. Although I think he played right before, um, Soulmani, but maybe it was after. I feel like he was the end. And he came out, jumped off of a speaker, jumped onto the mic stand, it flew right into my dick. 
and then he kicked it out of the way, and like I was right up front. I was so stoked. I was also shit house drunk. Like, oh my god, he hit me in the dick. Yes. Yeah, it was it was like a point of pride, and then it was over, and it was just. So his whole thing is that he just has this whirlwind, nonstop, insane, like ultra. It's cut up harsh noise, but not like Cosimoto Indo or Encephalophonic or any of these more technical sounding and just like noise oriented stuff. He has this like gibbering vocal assault that gets mangled in with it. And it's, it just jump cuts, but it doesn't do like stuttering quiet stuff and a lot of other things as much, although that can be in there. It's just, if you've heard Masana, then you know what Masana sounds like and nobody else sounds like Masana. And it's his vocal presence and his, the presence, the delivery, the way they're chopped up, like every aspect of it is like uniquely him. And to copy that would be nigh impossible and you would only sound like a copycat. So he sort of stands alone. He was relatively prolific, although com- comparable to other artists that from the Japanese noise heyday. I don't think he's that prolific. And I generally like everything I hear from him, but he has a ton of stuff that's like incredibly hard to find, even for Japanese noise. And um, I sadly don't have that much of his discography. Most of what I have is on uh, as MP3s, which is not my normal thing. But anyway. I'm kind of all over the place on this, but the the point is like this is a great compilation if you want to hear a nice mixture of like very early Masana with like the like early totally has it finger on the pulse best version of Masana and it features this one track that's a um it's like features prominently an acoustic guitar it's only like two minutes long but it's from the Mademoiselle uh, Anna Sanguine no tray nymphomania aerial whatever album which is 30 bonus tracks and then one song (laughs) and the thing that is it's it's interesting that from a like psychological perspective as far as listening to music listening to an album that's 31 songs but all of them are about two minutes or shorter like only in the one minute range is an easier task even if this the time is the same as listening to an album that's two 20 minute tracks, even if those tracks are basically just 20 different songs in each track, it just, if I see that like in iTunes or on a tape or whatever, it just means two different things to me. (laughs) And so on this compilation, there is an outtake from that album that has this acoustic guitar bit. And it's just like, so it really kicks it up a notch. He also uses harmonica here and there and a, a lot of other weird sound sources, but it's like, a mixture of vocals and distortion and feedback and just like pure noise sounds like mid era nineties Merzbau. The, the, like there's not a lot of industrial quote unquote element to his music. It's way more just like all different surges of like explosive sounding, like just noisy sounds. Although sometimes there is like metal and whatever. Um, but it's just nuts. And this is a great comp to start with, although it's probably pretty difficult. It, like I said, it's 93 and it's from Alchemy, so their CDs are always expensive. And you bought it in Japan. Yeah, I bought it in Japan, which it was sweet. I got it brand new. It had the Obi strip, the whole nine yards, Oof. but it was still like 30 or 35 bucks um, at the show. I also got, they did a release of, it was a DVD release of Good Alchemy video, which was this amazing VHS compilation they did that has like peak era Mersbaum, Masana, Hijo Kaiden, Incapacitance, 
Soulmania and I think Monday Brutes, Mond Brutes or whatever. And it's just like every one of those videos is worth 20 bucks alone to own and it's all of them on one DVD. It fucking rules. Um, but yeah, so that's my first recommendation. My second is a much newer release. This just came out a few months ago. I think it was in May. Selected Killing and the album, mini album is called Secret Tombstones. It's a three inch CD or three inch CD that came out on Freak Animal along with a bunch of other ones. There was a one by Worth, one by Jakob Van Halle and uh, fuck, I forget the other. Oh, Grunted one. And he had previously done a three inch CD set, like group of releases a year or two before that. I love me a good three inch CD. Yeah, they're so cute. And they come in these classy little, like, rectangular book type casings. They're very nice. Fits right in my GameCube. Yeah. So, uh, this, this is like a collaboration between Miko Ospa and Emmanuel from Encephalophonic, who I've reviewed a lot in the last year on this show. And basically, it's three layers. It's Miko's vocals, a layer of electronics from Encephalophonic, and then a layer of metal junk abuse from Grunt. And so it reminds me a lot of Seer of Decay era Grunt, but it's all the tracks are short and compact. You don't get as much... There's none of the anthemic power electronics of tracks like Seer of Decay or Patriot Stamina or Dog on a Leash Part 4, but you get this just very crispy, electronic-sounding... For those who have heard Encephalophonic or heard me describe before, it's very much like live electricity, like going through crackling pieces of metal. And it's that, and then, like, nice, like... Like, metal scraping, you know, really well-done kind of stuff. I mean, we were just listening to it a little bit, you heard it. It's got this very, like, creeping yeah. atmosphere to it. And, uh, yeah, it's just like, it's very foreboding. Yeah. It's music for like secret burials and mass graves, but not, it doesn't harken back to world war two as much as like <laughs> the Chechen genocide or like, you yeah. know, Armenian genocide type stuff. It's, it's a little bit more modern sounding as far as my mass graves go, but it still is very, <laughs> it's like grim shit. And, um, it's a really nice meeting of the minds, and since they've done so much co-releasing on Industrial Recollections and Audio Dissection, it's cool to hear them coming together for like this sound project that really nails it. And I would definitely listen to an hour-long CD by them, but the 20-minute format does work really well because it makes everybody stay concise and tight with their editing and everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it's it's Power Electronics, but it's got. It's informed by a harsh noise dude who has like a real power electronic style to his harsh noise, and then a power electronics guy who has a real ear for harsh noise. So there, are, it's a really nice mix. It's it's rough, but it's also like it's brutal, but it's not rough sounding. It's not recorded to a Walkman. This is like some hi-fi sounding shit without losing its edge. So. Good stuff. Yeah, for sure. And then my final recommendation, I can't go super into this just because I recently got the CD, but I did want to get it out there as far as a recommendation goes. So it's MXM, which is Macroninfra and Mond Brutes, who's a famous Japanese uh, harsh noise guy who uh, sadly passed away too early. And it is a 
I have the CD reissue from 2013 on Industrial Recollections of the 1995 cassette on Mother Savage Noise Productions, which is Macronympha's label. And my understanding is it's Macronympha using source material from Mon Brutes uh, to create two humongous slabs of absolutely pummeling, blown out, Macronympha styled harsh noise. I mean, it's from the glory area of MSNP. 1995 is like hard to get a bad tape from the label at that point. And it blows my mind. I just bought the CD like a few weeks ago and the reissue came out six years ago. And I can't understand how it's not sold out in the sense of this is just like ripping American ish nineties, harsh noise. It's super good. And you know, the great thing that macro does is they'll have like layers going in center channel, left channel, right channel, all simultaneously, all doing different stuff. And they know how to like let the really good parts shine for a while and then do their quick weird edits when they need to too. And the flow just generally stays consistent. And it's the kind of thing where like to speak again of that short tracks versus long tracks, like you look at it and you say, oh shit, do two 30 minute songs, 25 minute songs, whatever it is. Like that's impossible. That's just too much noise right now. But you know, if it was broken up into 25 or 30 small tracks, it would seem so manageable. And the reality is it's just the, the style of the noise. It's so active and dynamic and fucked up and chopped and screwed and all the rest that it does not feel like a chore to listen to. This is not some 60 minute crackle study. This is proper blistering nonstop harsh noise that in my opinion gets like, you know, stays so harsh. You just eventually like mellow to it and, and get all zinned out. And, um, it's called Flesh Biting Pedophiles, so it's a really fun title. <laughs> it's got a nice, classy... It's a good picture. Yeah, it's got the the booklet for it. has like some classy Japanese bondage stuff and whatever else. And um, you can still get it for 12 euros from Freak Animal. And I would just hugely recommend like a lot of those old Industrial Recollections reissues he's done over the years have just been... It's not always the first things you think of from classic eras, but... The reason why he does it the way he does it is it's like stuff that he feels like has fallen by the wayside that too many people are never going to get to hear. So like, you know, here it is for a wider audience. Take the opportunity to check it out because it's definitely worth it. And as far as big slabs and noise go, um, you know, it's it's really up there and you could do a lot worse. So rather than blow a bunch of money on some shitty new tape, why don't you check out this classic? You fucking idiot. Yeah, so... I I don't really have as much to say tonight. Um, this was a quick episode. Yeah, I just it's been a lot of harsh noise primarily, and I'm going to have more, and hopefully I'll be more awake next time, but it's only Tuesday and it's already a long week, so. Yeah, we're just getting back into the swing of things, folks, so. Don't worry, by the time we do, we'll be out of the, we'll stop doing it again. So. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll, Dick Fetty will go on vacation again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so, that's all we got for this week. See us at the Facebook, at the Instagram, at the Gmail, Motel Hell Podcast. Go many on iTunes. Many, we will be having many vids soon. As soon as one of our episodes hits 200 listens, we will bring Flex Lexa back into the fold. And, and she will fist me. She will fist Dick Vetti, and I will masturbate onto his face. Cool. Uh, review us on iTunes. <laughs> Please review us on iTunes. Just 
let us know you love us. Yeah. And if you can't do it there, do it on SoundCloud. Yeah, dog. That's all we got this week, folks. Later, nerds. Later.